You're listening to Fight in Progress. With your hosts and stress coaches, founder of Under the Shield, Susan Simmons, and TomTheBomb.com. Fight in Progress grapples with the internal and external struggles in the daily lives of our men and women in law enforcement, the armed forces, and first responders. Tackling the tough topics and supporting those who support us. We hear you, and we're here for you. Welcome back to Under the Shield Presents Fight in Progress. Good morning, Susan. Hey, Tom. I'm having to watch Joel over here. I don't trust I'm our... having to watch the board extra close. <laughs> I don't trust our producer over here not to screw with me since we haven't been here in forever together. So you, you guys should not let me in here by myself. You're right. Joel, make a note of that. Yeah. It's your fault. You, you don't have up. to touch anything. You just, <laughs> yeah. just hit record. You show up a week early. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I sabotaged it. Poor Joel. That's it. I think that's what it was. And we can't blame the janitorial service right. anymore because we don't have them. <laughs> I saw that there's no uh, parking security. I saw you guys parked up front. So. Absolutely. Well, yeah. you know. I got four hours before they'd tow me. I'll be out here. By <laughs> Our audience is going, what are these people talking yeah, about? Where are you guys in at? Yeah. Where's it, your office? It, it's uh, it's Christmas time here in Arizona and the weather is nice. Yeah, no snow. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I saw snow a couple of days ago. Yeah. Yes, I was in the exciting county of Yakima, Washington. And I have to tell you, that's a legit place. We did not make it to the theater with the oh yeah, that's right. Awesome bathrooms. <laughs> what was the point of the trip then? I know, I know. It just it was just kind of one of those things we never could get there. I can't believe that they rave about their bathroom being awesome, and that's like the highlight. Only of the downstairs. <laughs> only yeah. Only the downstairs bathrooms at this theater. That's the only one with the five stars. Right. That's only right. in Yakima, Washington. But I, I have to brag on those those people that. That was a fun trip, and the sheriff is amazing. Good deal. And um, I told him I was going to talk about him. And so, yeah, we had a great individual. He's military. Looks like he's 12, like most of them do. <laughs> um, but everybody thinks that, not just Susan being old. And uh, they told me day two he would be my poster child. His name is Caleb. And he came in, and they had had a... Junior ROTC patch made just for him that he has <laughs> wears on the in, underneath of his uh, vest. And so he came in, he sat down. I said, so, Caleb, I hear you're the head of the junior ROTC. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was a good sport. <clears throat> and then Andrew was my chauffeur. Loved him. He's he's amazing. And the sheriff is awesome. And then we did get to hang out a lot with Sergeant Derek Perez. Remember, our mm -hmm. little friend Jason Johnson so, told us about so did him. You, so you did name drop him? Oh, absolutely. Are you, honey, <clears throat> they didn't walk in the classroom and I was. Did they like bust down a parade? <laughs> <laughs> no, but they did say they all really, they, they all thought very, think very highly of Jason and of course of his dog that is no longer with us. But um, yeah, no, it was a fun trip and I think we will be going back. Good. And so I'm excited. But yeah, so Derek and Caleb and Kyle is the one that organized the training for us. And we got to have dinner with Kyle and his uh, partner in crime and Sergeant Perez and his partner in crime. And next time we'll be taking the sheriff. And I think the sheriff is actually going to come to the Washington State uh, Narcotics Investigators Conference. And yeah, they were informing me that 
Mark Lamb is keynote at the front end. I'm keynote at the back end. <laughs> and I said, yeah, I don't know why they put me at the back end. That's when everybody's gone. And they went, oh, no, 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 no. The gun drawings are after that. <laughs> That's when everybody comes, right? Everybody's sobered up. And they said that they usually have at least 1,500. Wow. And it goes up every year. So I get them for about three and a half hours. That'll be my record. What I heard is Mark Lamb's opening for you. He, he said, <laughs> Don't hurt his feelings. Don't hurt <laughs> but I will tell him that when I go up. <laughs> I'm going to go, hey, Sheriff, glad you're opening for me. Thank you. <laughs> That's a good way to look at it. Yeah, I like that. That is a good opener Absolutely. for you. Absolutely. You bet. So, yeah. So, seven day or let's see, Sunday to Thursday or Friday in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho in April. Yeah, that, I'll suffer through yeah. that one. But, yeah, but 1,500. I think Grossman and I have had 1,000 before. And uh, so, this will be a new record for me. So that's going to be fun. Yeah. And we had one of the narcotics guys in there, and he's like, yeah, I'll make sure everybody's there. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're going to have fun. So, Anyway, up cancer update, yes, coming up, last chemotherapy a week from this Thursday. Yes. Yeah. And I ain't never going back. <laughs> <laughs> I see the uh, oncologist Friday, and I'm going to tell her, it's been fun. Good luck to yeah. you. Happy New Year. Have a nice life. Have a nice life. <laughs> yeah, I ain't coming back. <laughs> yeah. So. But you're going to keep your wigs, though, aren't you? Absolutely. <laughs> Honey, I was cutting my hair the other day. I was like, this stuff's got to come off. This curly gray stuff. If you don't have a different color for each day of the cruise, I'm going to be so disappointed. <laughs> you know what? I might. Yeah. I got the teal green. To match whatever you're drinking. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to be drinking yet That's going to be kind of hard to do And then with my luck I'll have the same luck she had And they'll drop my luggage in the ocean <laughs> And the wigs will be destroyed Gosh, what cruise line were you on, Candace? Uh, that was Princess Cruises So if they want to send me a little package for that one Absolutely I'll take it. Should I tag them in this? You should You should, beware So for our listeners who don't know I'll introduce our guest it's Candace Canaval. She is a Tempe police officer and Miss Arizona USA. Yes. <laughs> that's current title? Yes, that's my current title. Wow. Where's the crown? <laughs> um, it's in the car. Tom needs to yeah. put it on. <laughs> Shame this is You can video. all have a turn after this. <laughs> Shame this isn't video yet. But we can do still pictures and put mm -hmm. on there. Oh, anyway. yeah. Mm -hmm. No, we definitely are going to do pictures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so uh, Princess Cruise Line, if you're going on that cruise line, uh, Candace's recommendation is to <laughs> saran wrap everything you yeah. got in your suitcase. Or, you know, just try not to drop it in the ocean. Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> Was yours the only one dropped? Yes. And the staff member said, I've never seen this in all the years that I've worked here. And I'm like, Wow. <laughs> You okay. know, it's, it's nice to hold a record, right? And it was my first cruise, so that was just oh, the experience no. I needed. They must have thought it was me. Yeah. They must have uh, thought. Exactly. Or yeah. they knew she was coming here right. pretty close. And they got us mixed up. They yeah. did. Yeah. Where'd you go on your cruise? Uh, we went to the Mexican Riviera. So we okay. did Cabo, uh, Mazatlan, and Puerto Vallarta. So that was going out of uh, Miami? LA. Oh, out of LA. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I may just have to carry on everything. Yeah, <laughs> next time I'm now taking it with said. me. <laughs> That's crazy. So tell us, tell us all about you. Okay, so yeah, I'm Miss Arizona USA 2023. I won my title in May of this year, um, and it's been a title I've been working towards for about seven years. Um, I've competed in pageants for 12 and I've been a police officer for four years. Boy, now that is a real kind of role reversal it going sure on is. there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, and you're the first police officer to have a title like that. Correct. Yes. Oh, that's cool. Yep. For any state? For, yeah, any state. I was nice. the first police officer to compete at Miss USA in the history. <laughs> so they've 72 when, years. And when was the Miss USA? That was in September. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Did you did you carry your guns on stage? Did you wear them with your? You can't tell. With your Wasn't no, there I, a movie about this? Congeniality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's headed to the feds next. Yeah. What was your talent? Like shooting or? Yeah. Right. Well, we yeah. didn't have to have Tasing. a talent, but I was keeping those in my pocket if they switched it up on me. Tasing would be an interesting. <laughs> how many can I tell you? How many judges can I tell you? Any volunteers? <laughs> well, oh, so man. what drove you to go? from being involved in pageants for that long to being a police officer? Yeah. So um, the funny story about my start in pageants is it's super ironic. So I attended an event called Shop with a Cop when I was 16, which oh, yeah. is upcoming for a lot of departments right, right now. Yep. And um, I just went with my mom. She works in education, so they partner with the schools. And when I was there, I saw this girl who walked in the room. She was wearing a crown and a sash. And I was like, like, yeah, Tom has that same reaction. I'm we like, have to watch Yeah, him. I'm like hitting my mom, like, Mom, Where's I want my that. Sash? Yeah, exactly. And you know, I wanted it for all the wrong reasons back then. I'm like, I want a sparkly crown. That's right. Um, and she laughed at me. And then later on that day, I asked her again, like, well, I really want to do that. And she was like, mm, no, like we come from a family of athletes. Good luck. Um, and I secretly went and signed up that night. And like two weeks later, I had won a local title and I was on my way to compete at Miss Teen California because that's where I grew up. And I never looked back, but I'm like, what? Like the irony of me finding pageants at a cop event, right? right? Yep. And then later on becoming an officer. So, um, and then as far as my journey into being an officer, I attended ASU. Mm -hmm. um, that's what brought me out to Arizona. And um, I was a political science major. And that's when politics really started to get ugly. And I was like, this isn't fun. Uh, <laughs> what else can I do? Were you an athlete also? Not in, no, not in college. Um, up until high school, I was an athlete. But yeah, so I was like, eh, I got to find something else um, to, to, you know, pour my passions into. I knew I wanted to do something hands-on that would affect change. And mm -hmm. so I took a criminal justice class. Uh, lucky for me, my professor ended up being a former Phoenix police officer. And he was like, hey, you should think about this. And I was like, mm -hmm. you don't want me to be a cop. <laughs> 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 Anyways, he hooked me up with Tempe, and I started working there throughout college as a civilian. And you should have asked him if you could on. wear a crown on you. I know, right? <laughs> now they're begging me to do that. <laughs> That's right. Oh, oh I, yeah. Can I ride along with you that yes, day? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> We can have some fun on that, especially with the drunks down oh, in, man. in the, oh, yeah. in the it university. It would get area. quite interesting. I 
can imagine. Tell them, I don't know what you're talking. What is that thing on your head? What thing on my head? You're seeing things. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So So how long have you been a police officer? Four years. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. So so we're patrol? Patrol. I love it. Oh, so you started in the thick of it. I started. Yes, I did. Yeah. Yeah. So when I graduated the academy, it was 2019. Um, I went through field training, COVID hit in the middle of my field training. (laughs) So it was really funny because like, not fun. I mean, it was like sad for me, but also my field training officer who was excellent. Um, he was like, well, we need to find something for you to do. And no one is out. Like it's a ghost town. I'm like, what is is happening? There's an apocalypse coming. I'm going to be a cop now. Um, so he would walking down. Yeah. I'm like, this is not what I signed up. I want to (laughs) raise. Yeah. So he set up like scenarios just around the city. So like, I was working midnights at the time and he would literally like call his officer friends and be like, Hey, go to this park. And then he'd take me there and be like, okay, um, this is the scenario. And I would literally be chasing other officers through the park <laughs> in the middle of the night, but no one's out to see it. Right. So it worked out. Oh, that's really good cool. Thing. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. Good yep. thing. Cause yep. that could have so, been really interesting. And it paid off because I got my first foot pursuit when COVID restrictions lifted a little bit. And I was like, this is exactly like it was before. <laughs> Some videotaping yeah. that officer chases yeah. this guy in the park. Joe, this guy runs faster than you do though. <laughs> well, not just that. I mean, we were doing like mock like high risk stops where I would like be pulling out my gun and I'm like at least no one's on the road like it works (laughs) see in Alabama they used to wait till nighttime when nobody was on the road and they'd practice a 360 (laughs) 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 I don't think you can do that anymore (laughs) but they did have fun Should have tried that yeah, during well, COVID. When you, when you started, that was a strange time. It was man. so weird. But do you think it better prepared you coming out of the academy and then hitting that? Because that was I don't how think it long? can get worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Nobody's out is what I mean. Oh. Right. It, coming out, you know, yeah, and I, then. I think so. I think it was a different opportunity, right? Normal training, you would just be doing whatever you could find that, you know, mm-hmm. within the span of your workday. But we had to make our own training. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was helpful because I could train things that I knew I needed work on. Sure. Um, and my field training officer in the same way was like, yeah, these are things that we haven't done yet. So let's just set them up. Right. And he set them up from his own experience. So it really helped me later on because I saw a lot of the same scenarios that we did in real life when things went back to normal. And I was like, well, thank goodness. Cause some training officers probably just were like, well, there's nothing to do. Right. Read a yeah, book you or had something. A, you had a, someone that out of the box right instead of just reading orders yeah. or you know learning that way i see a i see a really good opportunity for youtube videos here Chanel <laughs> county has fridays with frank that's right <laughs> i say we do something with tempe in the middle of the night and still have cops chasing cops tuesdays with candace <laughs> should i wear my crown for that <laughs> One hundred and a actually the officer that's being chased has to be the bad guy and we video these training exercises i, I see think, big yeah. bucks here for under the shield yes <laughs> we'll do this as a fundraiser sign me up right <laughs> I bet I can get uh, Assistant Chief Sorensen to sign off on this. Yeah, I don't know. Sure, I can. <laughs> we'll go through his wife. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, you'll be better off going through her, that's yeah. for sure. So you were a police officer. You're doing the pageants. Mm-hmm. So time off. 
for all of this? So I took, so when I won Miss Arizona USA, I took the weekend that I competed off. That was kind of the norm every year. How many um, cops came to watch? Two. One being my fiance and the other one oh. being one of my girlfriends in the department. Yeah. <laughs> Did everybody else not know? Um, No, they knew. I think it's probably a weird space for cops because there's a bunch of girls walking on stage in a bikini. I personally thought I, they would enjoy that, I, but well, also I'm there. So maybe it's like seeing their sister, which could be weird. <laughs> I think it's the wives probably. Yeah. That, too, that too, that too, that um, too. Let's so. see, you're going to go to a pageant. I'll give a joke about high divorce rate. <laughs> <laughs> I just am shocked they weren't there to at least give you a hard time. Cause right. Oh, no, they did that you. after. Don't okay. worry. Oh, yeah. I've had plenty of that. Okay. No shortage there. Good. Have they all tried your crown on? Um, No. No, I, I don't trust them, so. Has the chief? <laughs> the chief hasn't, but you know, that's a good idea. That's right. I might have to go to his office after this. There you this. go. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, but I'm going with you because yeah. I've been wanting to meet him. That'd be good conditions to <laughs> He is him. the <laughs> sweetest man, and that's such a weird way to describe a, a police chief, yep. but he is just very sweet. <laughs> well, it's interesting because my neighbors, part-time neighbors, mm -hmm. he's head of security for the governor of Alaska. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, yeah. And, the, and he knows him and his son is the commissioner of public safety okay. and knows Chief McCoy very well. Small world. And yeah. so they were kind of the ones feeding us information about how pro he is. Yeah. Law enforcement for yeah. his people, yes. that kind of thing. So, yeah, I was kind of feeding that information back over to Tempe in the process. And yeah. So, yeah, we were we were very pleased that that's who who got the position. Yep. He definitely takes care of his people. We actually were doing something yesterday. One of our officer's sons came in to interview the chief for a school project. And he asked him, like, what is the number one thing I need to know to take care of you know, or to be a police chief one day? And he's like, take care of your people. And he and he repeated that throughout the interview. Nice. And I'm like, that is so true for Chief McCoy. He, he definitely takes care of his people. That's, yep. that's good because we have a lack of that in a lot of chiefs <laughs> yeah. across the country. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, we can't. <laughs> I think I can only name one, maybe one handful, <laughs> right. maybe, maybe yeah. of yeah. chiefs and sheriffs. But yeah. Um, yeah, well, that's good to hear. And that's interesting that he's in, having these kids interview him. and He's all about, you know, engaging with his officers' families, with the community, with kiddos. So that's, nice. I really like that because obviously that's something I'm very passionate about as well. Mm -hmm. So so what are your career goals here? Career goals. Actually, I was just talking to somebody about this yesterday. So I've been in patrol for four years. Um, right now I'm kind of TDY, which is like a temporary duty assignment. Mm -hmm. Um, helping with our social media and recruiting just because of my title. Mm -hmm. um, so as much as it's been fun and helpful with Miss Arizona stuff, like my real passion is for police work. So I'm hoping to kind of maybe explore the detective realm, go into investigations. I'm very interested in the human trafficking world. We just soft launched a uh, human trafficking unit. Mm -hmm. um, there's one detective assigned <laughs> to it. So hopefully it grows. But um, definitely interested in investigations next and, and then maybe move up the chain. We'll see. Any, any ideas of being a chief or sheriff one day somewhere? Oh, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> I like, She's still didn't young say no. I'm career. still young. I still like doing like the hands-on work. Right. So I, I think I'll get there. Um, mm -hmm. I definitely would consider myself somebody who likes leadership roles. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously being Miss Arizona USA. <laughs> but uh, right now in my career, I'm just enjoying the day-to-day -day work, uh, helping people, seeing that firsthand interaction with people. 
Yeah, I had a good friend that I grew up figure skating with, and she was Miss South Carolina. And I know she traveled a lot and mm -hmm. stuff, so are you having to yeah. leave the state a lot even? When I first got crowned, I was traveling a lot. Um, and I'll start to towards the end of my year as well because we go and visit the other state competitions as they give up their crowns and as mm -hmm. they get them. So that's mainly what my travel has been. A lot of the stuff I've done has been within Arizona, which I truly enjoy because I've worked seven years to be Miss Arizona USA. That was always the goal. Mm -hmm. um, so I love doing stuff here, but I have traveled for different interviews and things like that. It's been a whirlwind. Nothing like I expected. <laughs> 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 well, that's exciting. And again, congratulations. Because that, you know, and I can see that being a real plus for Tempe right. PD yeah. to be able to, uh, did they have any reservations when you told them you were going to, that you were in this? I don't think they really understood it. <laughs> because, What's all involved. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. When I won, it was like, cool, now I'm going back to work. And people were like, oh, she won a pageant. Like, I don't think they understood like that it was kind of the biggest national pageant that's out there. Right. right. Um, and my, thankfully, my sergeant at the time and my lieutenant at the time were like this is a big deal what right. are we doing tempe like let's go <laughs> and so that's when i met with the chief and and we started to work together on how we could you know um mutually benefit each other right. with my title helping grow our department and then them you know giving me a little leeway to sure. participate in pageant events so sure it's been it's been a good little relationship there and it's helped me get to know the chief right when he came in he was mm -hmm. like oh i have a a pageant girl here. I'm like, I'm sorry, Chief. Where's Shalom? Welcome. How did this happen? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's been um it's been really interesting and fun. But yeah, they've definitely allowed me to do kind of whatever I want with my reign as Miss Arizona USA, and I'm getting to help recruit more women into the profession. So. It's been awesome. Yeah, they've been capitalizing on that on all their social media because sure. I follow it, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've I've seen a lot of posts about you and what yeah. you're doing, so that's great. I see PO in the future. Also, there you go. Right. I, I'm not saying you want it. I'm just <laughs> I see it in your future. I get to work very closely with the PIOs right now, and I'm like, you guys keep your jobs. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather be out here chasing yeah, that guy. But yeah. you can think on your feet and talk yeah. well, and so I do I enjoy can see that part say, of it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. I can see that being yeah. a TDY. Exactly. Yeah. She just yeah. never gets right. out from in front of me. Listen, I'll be, I'll catch the bad guy, and then I'll run over to the news people, and I'm like, I did it. <laughs> so did you? two work together I well think. we were uh, i was still there yeah. uh -huh. when candace you know first started what were you doing when i was up in retiring. not much <laughs> yeah, <laughs> retiring i've motors. only been in motors <laughs> yeah yeah okay yeah so. i feel like one time i drove by you really fast and Probably. you were like <laughs> oh please <laughs> you should have used another finger to <laughs> but he was a sergeant he had to pre he had to pretend <laughs> so what's the most exciting thing you've done most exciting thing i've done in my job uh -huh. or in life in law enforcement in law first. enforcement Ooh, okay so my first was my first year or my second year I was working the midnight shift. We had five people covering the north side of the city. And it was one of those nights where we call it spreadboard. It's crazy. Everyone's on a call. Call to call. To and call. this alarm call comes out at like 3.30 in the morning. I'm like, oh, somebody's opening their business. Let me go over there. Well, I drive up and I'm looking at the business like no one's around. And then I see just like a big hole 
in the glass door. And I was like, dang it, it's real. <laughs> you <laughs> you know, thinking I'm going to have to like go take pictures and clean up and all of that stuff. So I'm like looking at it. I put it out over the radio. I've, I've got a glass break and waiting for my backup. Well, then the glass, it's like, you know, when glass breaks, but it doesn't fully shatter. Right. Yeah. So that it starts like wiggling, like waving. And I'm like, it's not windy outside. <laughs> um, and then I see like hands start to start crawling. And the, the the hole is not that big. So I'm like, what is that? And it was a person coming out. And I was like, well, my backup's not coming. So I got to deal with this. So I get out of my car, address the, the guy crawling out, give him commands. He's like, I'm going to give up, whatever. He's like Darn. halfway through the door. Like his bottom half is still in the store. His top half is out. And then he gets out and like puts his hands up all the way. I'm like, stay there starting to give commands. Well, he looks at me up and down. I'm like, oh, <laughs> this I is going to be a chase. Win. Yeah. So he starts to run. So I've I'm seen like, you on stage. Yeah, exactly. She's got her heels on top of I was so ready though. I ran, I, I monkeyed on top of his back. I'm like, this is not proper tactics. Here we go. And he came to the ground. He's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So then I'm like, stay there. And then he starts to get up again. And I'm like, no. Well, it was still redboard. My backup was still not there. So I handcuffed him and then I'm like sitting on his back, writing like, what's your name? Yes. Filling out my FI card. Yes. And I'm like, only me. This would only happen to me. That was probably my coolest story. Tell me there's body cam of all of them. Oh, there is. There is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was. Pro- it's probably one of my favorite stories so far. That's great. Yeah. I just want to see the body cam of whoever finally came to help you and walking up and there. you're sitting on the guy's back. Let's just like, what's well, it had been a couple minutes. Yeah. Interviewing him while uh-huh. you're sitting on his back. He ended up stealing like $1,200 worth of items from the store and some cash. I was like, this is a yeah, good one. That's a legit. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. yeah. And I got to have a little fun. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. See, my idea of fun though probably would involve things that would put me in prison. <laughs> I yeah. love cop stories when people test it. <laughs> Don't fuck around, find out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it's, it. it goes either way with me because I feel like being a female, sometimes people are like, mm, mm-hmm. I'll be nice. And then other people are like, yeah, I got, I got the chase on her. Yeah. Like, no, mm-hmm. I had one guy who I walked up to. He was like, Oh, waving his arms around crazy. Um, I'm like, Oh, fight let's go i'm so excited <laughs> you know just don't hurt the face yeah don't hurt the face but i got this it was she's the, the middle one, of the day she's the only one wearing a gold yeah <laughs> right yeah no and i walk up and i'm like hey you and i'm like okay here we go and he turns around he's like oh you're a girl and he literally turns his back towards me puts his hands behind his back and i'm like you took the fun out of it <laughs> Come on, let me punch a little bit. Yeah. Make it a little hard for me. Come on. Wow. <laughs> Any uh, officers that kind of looked at you that way, too, when you first started, like, oh, she'll never make this? I feel like I've had a few of those. I still do, especially after winning the pageant. There's a lot of, we've had a lot of new officers come in, and I, I feel like some of them are a little bit like, who is this girl? Yeah. Um, she but, didn't want to break a nail. Right. Yeah. yeah. My, my, strategy i guess and all of that is really to let my work speak for itself Mm -hmm. um it can be easy to get caught up in what people are saying about you and i very much have to work on not caring about that as much Mm -hmm. um and just working hard and i feel like i did that in my first few years really like just work 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 
helped people out. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, it helped me establish a good reputation. So right. um, I think it defeats any naysayers when you just let your work speak for itself. Right. You prove yourself by what you do at work. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I'll give you a hint. When there are rumors, spread them yourself because <laughs> it'll kill them mm-hmm. right off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just not nearly as much fun if you're the one Telling spreading. It. Yeah. I just thought it would be fun to like make up something about myself. But sure. the outrageous things that I've heard, I'm like, I should start some funny ones. <laughs> like, right. Let yeah. me throw one out there. <laughs> yeah, but you got to feed it to somebody else if you really want it to spread. Because yeah, yeah, if yeah. you tell it, it won't be no, any fun at all. Yeah. yeah. And you said your fiance works for the department? He does, yep. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. He so- just promoted to sergeant. So, well, he passed the test. He was number one on the test, but he hasn't promoted yet. Yeah. And shift, you're still Graves? Um, no. So right now while I'm in my like temporary assignment, oh, right. mm-hmm. I'm working Monday through Thursday um, daytime. But mm-hmm. my what I'm on the schedule is uh, 5 p.m. to 3 a.m. So okay. a little right. bit of nights, but not. I don't have to go home when it's light outside. <laughs> and what about him? Is he patrol? Yes. Uh, he's like a specialized SWAT unit. So they work patrol, but they do like more violent offender stuff. So mm-hmm. he works about the same hours and the same days, which is nice. So when's the big wedding? Oh, we haven't even started planning. Well, I'll just throw it out there. I, I officiate weddings. Oh. <laughs> okay. Here you remember go. that. I yeah. When you exactly. start getting booked again. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't done one in, in a few weeks. I yeah. will keep that in mind. I just yeah. We're thinking Ireland. Um, I'm actually I, supposed to do one in Italy okay. uh, sometime next year. All right. Uh, or tentatively. Is and, he, does uh, he have family there? No, he's Irish, though. And okay. so he's like, I really want to go. I'm like, uh, whatever. Well, I've never dreamt dreamt of a wedding, so let's just do what you want to do. <laughs> well, <laughs> my last destination wedding we were telling you about earlier, mm-hmm. so I might need to start over there about a month early. Because <laughs> yeah, it get took ahead me a while start. to get yeah. me to St. Augustine, but you know. <laughs> and you need your assistant, me. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. To make sure I get Wine to tasting. the right place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. That's it. Yeah, because you miss the adventure of this trip. The only adventure of this trip was that I printed my own bag tag leaving out of here and somehow printed a test one that my bags would have come back to phoenix not i've never heard of that i hadn't either that's what i told the girls what airline um uh, alaska oh okay and i was like i don't even know how you print a test why or why yeah or why Why does it give you that option (laughs) right and she was like yeah i'm not real sure about this but she goes, yeah, it, it would have just come to Phoenix. Leave it to you. <laughs> I'd have been very unhappy, but that's okay. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah, I officiate weddings for officers. and Duly noted. Apparently, I think, I, what am I up to? 13, 14 now? So I lost count. I know. I just seems- did one for a Mesa SWAT operator mm-hmm. that I've known for a number of years. And they gave me all this, about seven hours notice. Oh, my God! one of those things. Hey, Susan, <laughs> we thought we'd do this tonight at 515. Was it in it, Vegas? Uh, no. <laughs> I did text her. That I was like, does this still count as a shotgun wedding? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, where are we doing this? They're like, I don't know. You got any ideas? I'm like, dang, do I have to do the whole thing for Man. you? Yeah. So they actually got married in my neighborhood on the lake. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I think that's the second or third one I've done there. So, yeah, just putting it out there because you should never know. <laughs> I'm going to, yeah, Keep I think you'd be mind. a fun officiant. Oh, I, we we <laughs> definitely, you never know what's coming out of this mouth. You'll hear all about how men are stupid, born that way. They're born that way. They're born that way. You have to set your bar low. Yeah, don't okay. don't set it too high because he'll never meet it. You'll be disappointed. And uh, yeah, and he'll probably even be entertained by it. 
Oh, I'm sure he would. <laughs> yeah. He would love it. Tell him, yeah, about 10 Phoenix weddings right now is what I think. You need to get some Tempe in there. I do. I haven't done a Tempe one yet. So we... Yeah, maybe this will be another fundraiser for under the ship. <laughs> Y'all will rent me out all over the country. <laughs> so what else is exciting and happening in your world besides these two completely polar opposite right. things? You know, they take up a good majority of my time. Mm -hmm. um, other than those two things, it's really just kind of planning for what's next after this chapter. Uh, after I finished competing at Miss USA, it was kind of this weird sensation like, I've been working for that for X amount of years. What do I do now? Uh -huh. I was a little like... Wait a minute. After you get married, there's yeah. a... Isn't there a Mrs. USA or something? There is. Um, I'm trying to decide if I want to just like retire from pageants altogether and just, you know, help other girls who are competing or continue. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't figured that out. I know I want to start a family eventually. So we'll see what uh, God has in the cards for me. But um, right now I'm just enjoying the ride. Yeah. Trying to soak <laughs> it up. What are you really seeing from a female's perspective with regards to what's lacking, not just at Tempe, but, you know, being mm -hmm. in other places too, in the mental wellness arena? I think that females struggle in the same way as men in law enforcement with the stigma mm -hmm. around, you know, seeking help. I hate that word. It's like, you're right. It's right. such a trigger word for yeah. people. But mm -hmm. um, yeah. I think we struggle in the same way, even maybe more so because we already are kind of on an uphill battle of mm -hmm. trying to prove ourselves yep. um, and make other people believe that we're strong enough to do the job and prepare it and all of that. Um, so to add the mental health, like it, it kind of takes us back a few steps from mm -hmm. what we've already climbed by saying this was hard for me and people, not everybody, but I think there's a natural, um, thought that okay well you're a female so it's going to affect you more you're yeah, more you got those emotions going on. Yeah. yeah and so i think that's a big challenge in the mental health realm for us because we most of us at least i, I can speak for myself on this are pretty stubborn mm -hmm. if we're in this profession we're like no i can do it um and so to accept help also is a big thing mm -hmm. like even if we're not out seeking it but somebody's offering it we're more inclined to be like no, I'm good because mm -hmm. we want everyone to think, you know, we're strong enough. We're tough enough to get through it like our male counterparts are. So I think it's breaking down those walls and saying you can be stronger if you do take that help. Like this will only make you a better officer, a better right. human being, sure. a better mom, sister. See, I think women ought to milk the whole PMS. <laughs> and go, hey, har hormones. <laughs> hormones, buddy. You might like want to. FMLA day, PMS day. It's, but it's a weird thing because, like, I've thought about this, and I'll be completely candid here. I'm like, how do I tell my boss? Like, because I get sometimes I have really painful, you know, like, times of, of the, the month. month. And I'm like, do I text him and tell him I'm sick? Because I'm not really sick, and I'll be back tomorrow. This is weird. <laughs> uh -huh. But see, I think you ought to use it as a factor of it, it, this is one of those hormonal days. You better mm -hmm. leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've done that for sure. Your, this will not be in your best interest because yeah. other days I might be really nice, but this is the day I'll kick your ass. I've been lucky. I've had a lot of squads that I've gotten close with my squad mates to where they know. Like uh -huh. if I they come in the briefing room and I'm not my cheery self, they're you like. You snarl. Yeah. <laughs> 
And I'm like, I'm just going to go sit in a parking lot today. Do not bother me. It's kind of like those cab drivers that's on yeah. duty or yeah. on duty. Yeah. Bad day. <laughs> we had those magnets that say not in service. Right, not I just slap right. one of those yeah, on. There you go. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, I've, I've been fortunate to work with a lot of people who accommodate that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's more so the, the department as a whole is like, how do we, you know, mm-hmm. How do you feel comfortable to say this is what I'm dealing with? You know, mm-hmm. so it's, sure. that's definitely a struggle as well. Sure. Well, it just seems like that uh, <laughs> it was interesting up in Yakima, Washington. I made the statement or comment in the <coughs> training about uh, how I like I would like to see the mental health people in the EAP list and stuff have to go through firearms training. Mm-hmm. And we talked about spouses also. And I said that I'm a fan of women training women. Uh, and I said, and you men, it's really not in your best interest to try to train your wife how to shoot. <laughs> you'll say something and she'll go, yeah, start running. I'll show you how accurate I can be. <laughs> and uh, you could see them all kind of going, uh-huh, yeah, that's true. But the one of the firearms instructors came up and he goes, you know, Susan, he goes, I hadn't even thought about that. And he goes, but the problem is this department only has one female. Now, there are about 67 deputies, and I forgot. They cover a huge area, and part of it's a res, too. Mm-hmm. But um, he goes, I hadn't thought about that. He goes, but I can see how that could be a benefit. Right. He goes, but what do we do when we don't have females that are? And, you know, I was telling him things like, you know, check with the FBI. Because a lot of times they'll have female farms mm-hmm. instructors and their associations and stuff. Is that something that, that you agree with, that? Women teaching women how to shoot because just I think the way we're built, Mm -hmm. stances are different or the way we distribute weight and everything. Absolutely. Yeah, I I am 100 percent on board for women training women, not just in the mental health realm, but like it would have been nice when I came into the department to have a female trainer Mm -hmm. um, for different reasons. There's a lot of things that we learn that are tailored to men because our Mm -hmm. profession started with just Mm -hmm. men. Sure. So like. For example, the smallest thing, I got my packet when I first got hired and it had like all my shopping list and it's like slacks, a white shirt. Um, I think they called the sports bra like some really ancient word that I'm like, this is not what we call this You're anymore. Like, what is this? Yeah. And, and harness. Like, no, it was, it was like a training harness or something weird. And I'm like, well, I can't go to my male like office training officers and be like, what is this? Because that's awkward. So I think. He isn't going to know. No, he, exactly. And I then, didn't have to buy one of those. I yeah. Know that yeah. Thing. And then. Chuck strap. Right. Yeah. No. No, nope. <laughs> then I ended up going and buying all the stuff on the list. And it was like, I went to the female section for the white shirts and that's not the kind of white shirt they wanted me to wear and the slacks. <laughs> and so I got ripped apart on the first day and it just, there was no one to kind of guide me. So I think having females in place in different um, training positions mm-hmm. is super beneficial for mm-hmm. officers. But in regards to, you know, wives of law enforcement officers, uh, absolutely for the physical part of it, the stance, like you said, but also I think there's a mental component to it too. Mm-hmm. It's not as intimidating to be taught by a female because we've gone through it. Sure. I had to struggle to learn how to use a firearm. I had to struggle to learn proper techniques as an officer to, so to pass that on to a female woman to woman and just say, Hey, I had a hard time too. It's mm-hmm. okay. But you know, what's interesting. I do find women actually do have better hand-eye coordination. Yeah, I was about to say right. that. I was one top yeah. shooters in the academy but i yeah. think yeah. it is that male component of mm-hmm. trying to teach that yeah. 
and then they almost kind of resent that yep it is can be easier from that perspective of it mm-hmm. um, but there's an organization I assume it's still around it's called she can shoot mm-hmm. and uh, that's a, a group we used to have a chapter here and I was telling them that they need to look for it up there but this to me is is the kind of thing that it for advancement in law enforcement, we need to start to right. see more of these type resources. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. But as a female, you're going to yeah. approach calls and situations differently than, mm-hmm. you know, like I would right. or I might, you know. So. Yeah. Oh, you it, didn't do anything but ride a motor. That's right. You just wrote tickets. <laughs> <laughs> go to fatal accidents. Ah, Kickstand's I'm going done. down. All right, just give me my ticket. <laughs> see, I don't think my legs would touch the ground on the motor. That's the big female difference there. <laughs> they have to get her a mini bike. Yeah. Uh, there is, there there is, is a step stool that pops down. There is a detective in the vehicular crimes that when he first came in, we had a lowered seat for him. So. See, I would need that. Yeah. I would need it skinnier. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, her legs are yeah. yeah. Are there girl motors that we can buy? Like, <laughs> Are you interested in becoming like firearms instructor certified and those types of certifications? Um, I've never thought about firearms instructor, but I do um, have a, like, a desire to go into like the recruit training officer position go to the academy and just be kind of a female face there mm-hmm. even though I, like you have to be scary at first to them um, well that depends <laughs> on which academy because phoenix ain't doing phoenix. that anymore <laughs> but we're going to uh mesa and um mcso, MCSO. Now. Mm-hmm. so it would be that would be like a fun part but i think also once you get past that phase of it just mm-hmm. being that like female mentor for a lot of the female recruits um, to start to change the culture around women in law enforcement. Sure, sure. Yeah, we actually had that conversation up in Washington, too. They only have three academies in that whole state. We have 18 yeah. in Arizona. Really? Yeah. They have yeah. three. And they were saying one of them is on the west side, of course, is just uh, adult learning. Yeah, we don't <laughs> yell. We don't scream. We don't scare people. We don't upset people. We have to be, we have to be nice. And the others are still a little more in keeping with here. And I remember when I started this company 32 years ago, the first, I'd never been around military. First time I walked to an academy and all the recruits coming down the hall were screaming, stand clear and slamming themselves against the wall. <laughs> and I went to the sergeant and I was like, seriously, I am not that big. We all could have passed each other in the hall. And he was like, Susan. And I go, well, I don't know what y'all are doing. And then one day I pull up and he had them all outside in formation. And he goes, hey, Susan, you want to know how they're doing? Sure. How are they doing? And they had to do something like 60 push-ups because I got baited into that. And I was like, I see tickets in my future. Because that's, right. that's what they're thinking. They're going, one, it. two. This is how many tickets she's getting. <laughs> Buy a new car before these people graduate. <laughs> so I don't know how much of that stuff is still going on. We saw a little bit of it, I guess. Um, where were, when, What last academy? Where were we? I don't know. Somewhere recently. I don't Come on yeah. out. You ain't got chemo brain, so you have no excuse. I told you I have mad cow. Uh, or dementia. But, um, yeah, somewhere. And there was still the respectful. Yeah, right. Oh, it was at MCSO when I was doing the SIPs training. And it was still some of that, you know, but not, not like I it personally was. enjoyed that part of the academy because it was a new challenge. Uh-huh. It, it was something that helped me overcome, like, okay, I'm going into a job where realistically I will be screamed at. I will be, mm-hmm. like, pushed to my limits. So I thought it was perfect preparation. And to go away from that, I feel like, is a detriment to a lot of future officers because then when they have that first encounter... They don't know what to do. And it's not right. 
a controlled environment, yes. it's going to be like, well, what the heck, right? And then they pop off at somebody and get in trouble. So I thought it was a really good way to teach you. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it doesn't make sense to some people because they're like, well, why would you want to get screamed at? But I'm like, because it's going to be 10 times somebody's worse. Gonna right. Somebody's going to do it. Yes. And you have to have that backbone to be able to stand firm when somebody does do it and know how to respectfully address mean, people address scream it. at the princess? <laughs> See if she'd wear that crown, they would. That's right. They'd be, I'm yes, telling ma'am. you. Start screaming. She goes, wait a minute. Yeah, they get time out. Hold on. I have to really, the times I bite my tongue is not when people yell at me. It's when I get catcalled. Then, <laughs> yeah, then you see the, yeah. the yeah. anger come out. Well, but that's okay because yeah. you, you can use that to your advantage and yeah. you walk up and you kind of wink yeah. at them a little bit and then yeah. you put the move on them. You drop them. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. Put them in cuffs. And <laughs> cuff. Was that as good for you yeah. as it was for me? Right? <laughs> <laughs> I want that body cam too. Yeah, no. I've transported people to jail and they're like, what time do you get off? I'm like, before you get out of jail. (laughs) Hopefully. (laughs) Where are you taking me for dinner, big boy? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I had that too. I had somebody, um, one of the transients that's like a regular in my beat. He was like, can I take you to dinner? Because I dealt with him so many times. And I was like, where are you going to take me to dinner? You don't have a house. <laughs> and he was like, your place? I'm like, uh, no. no. I would say, yeah, That's yeah, right. exactly. I'm like, no. <laughs> I don't know. I'm thinking one guy cat calls you and you arrest him mm-hmm. for whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's probably the last time he's going to cat call a police officer. Yeah, I vote you do that. No, yeah. it keeps going in the car. And then he says he has drugs in his pants. And then I'm like, well, I don't do those trips. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, but they're not his pants. So. <laughs> they're not his pants. So. <laughs> not as drugs or anything else no, no, that's no, for sure no. but yeah i see all kind of opportunities here for some fun like i said we could give fridays with frank a real run for yeah. its money here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but we got to come up with something good yeah and shame but we don't have a day of the week that starts with c so no, we got to come yeah. up with something, something else yes mm-hmm. and i'm sure we could I, i'm sure this organization could come up with something really good but i got to do a ride-along though yeah I want to be a part of this. So when you, you go back it. to patrol, let me know. I you, will. I'm, I'm out with you. You're my first ride along. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. We're go- yeah, this is going to be gonna good. Be good. Yeah, you haven't done a ride along at Tempe, have you? I have not. No, I think I think when college is, you know, oh, yeah. full circle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good time for you to go do a ride along. Yeah, because you, you can be the princess and I can be the grandmother. And then they realize, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> Watch out. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna give a whole new meaning to two women riding together. <laughs> Look out, Joelle. We need to get Diana on a ride along. My my I, girlfriend. Yeah, she should go on a ride okay. along with you. Yes, absolutely. How long before you'll be back in the car? Do you know? Um, I don't know. I know that definitely by the time I give up my title. But right now we don't have our next pageant scheduled, so. I could be Miss Arizona for another three years. I'll probably hit the road before that. Seriously? I mean, it really could be. I don't know. Um, It'll probably be this year. I just Mm. don't know when. We had a lot of movement going on up in the national organization. So I'm just trying to figure out, you know, when all that's going to be. But I'm just like, cool. I get to be Miss Arizona longer. Enjoy, sure. the wave, yeah. Enjoy the wave. How's the fiance handling all this? And have y'all been together the whole? Is has he been a cop about the same amount of time? No, or? he's been a cop for almost. I think he hits his ten year this year. We should have had um, him in here too. This would have been interesting. <laughs> he would have been all shy. Get get 
Mr. Princess. Mr. Princess. He gets called uh, at work. He gets called first gentleman of Arizona. Yes. <laughs> he hates oh, it. But it's oh, really that would have been good. Yeah. 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 yeah so. The first man. <laughs> the first man. <laughs> he loves it. He does. He's been very supportive. He's like, when is your schedule going to slow down? I'm like, probably not for another couple of years. So just don't hold your breath. <laughs> So did wow. y'all meet at work mm-hmm. at work mm-hmm. and and we th- were just friends and then it just kind of developed and it, it works really well because I everyone's like, don't date a cop. Don't be with the right. cop. And I can understand why mm-hmm. there's a lot of reasons why not to. But I think for me being a woman in law enforcement, I needed somebody who understood what I was yes. going through because in past relationships, when I had talked about, you know, maybe wanting to be a cop, it was like, well, you're going to work around guys. And I'm like. Yeah, I am. Mm. Can you get over that? <laughs> like, well, you know, so yeah. to have somebody who right. who understands, yeah, she's going to be working around all these people, mm-hmm. um, but he works around a lot of females too, and it's not a big deal. So he, he kind of gets to see that from the inside out. And then also the mental aspect of it. I think he recognizes when I came home from a hard day mm-hmm. or vice versa, and he's like got the wherewithal to be like, hey, how are you doing? Do you need me to text your boss and let him know you can't come in today because what you saw or whatever it, it is. So, but that's been, a, another nice thing is you guys can talk about mm-hmm. those tough calls without me feeling things. like I'm right. putting it on him. Yeah. yeah, and he totally understands what you're going through, what you've seen. Absolutely, because what I have seen in some clients and friends in mm-hmm. the past that were females that were dating outside of the mm-hmm. law enforcement, it it's a it takes a very strong male to date a female cop mm-hmm. because it's almost that. We're at dinner and, and something bad goes down. Do I just sit here and watch you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just take care of business. Right. <laughs> and it can be a little bit yeah. emasculating there yes. to, right. to yes. the male um, yeah. so, to be in that position. Yeah. Um, I don't, And he totally like accepts it. He's like, oh, no, it'll be both of us handling business. So I'm like, cool. Okay. I'm glad you don't tell me to sit down because I won't. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask that. I know I know uh, some detectives in Chandler that have that conversation. They're like, hey, we're out with the kids. You go get the kids. And she's like, I'm the better shot. You yeah. Go. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I want to see you and your husband in that situation. I don't know. And I don't know where it was, but they were in a Canes. It was a couple. Yeah. They were both, I think, detectives because it was plain clothes. And they were grabbing anniversary dinner together. And some guy walks in in a mask to rob it. <laughs> oh, my and gosh. And you see in the, the video from the Canes and you see them looking at each other like, is this really happening here? <laughs> and you Do can, you want this or should I take and this? And you see them until they, they, I mean, it's just like a team would have been. And, yeah. and they wound up saying in an interview later that it was the best anniversary dinner ever. I feel like that sounds fun. I think yeah. so too. I, I'm with you. Yeah. And it's like a lot of times when I've gone out with officers and spouses because they know I always carry. Yeah. So they include me in the plan. Right. I can remember going to the theater with several couples and the wives are sitting in there and the husband's like, yeah, okay, so you, you've got your, heck yeah, boys and girls. Yeah. And they're like, okay, here's what we're doing. If somebody comes in here shooting, hey, I got it. Yeah. We're good to go. <laughs> yes. But nothing ever happens. No. I'm just like, you know, just once in so my sorry, life. So sorry disappoint I know. Just once Susan. in my life. I just want to use it once. <laughs> you know, I just want to, I want to be part of this. <laughs> Don't want to miss an opportunity. No, no, because no, I, I can't be a police officer because I, I will go to no. jail. But um, I, I just, I just, yeah, my philosophy is some people need shooting. And and I'm more than happy to, to, to participate. Help with that. I am, yes. Yeah, the cops in Alabama will tell you I don't carry for protection. I'm afraid I'll miss an opportunity to shoot somebody. <laughs> 
<laughs> and there are days that that could be true. Not that I'm admitting to anything here on the on on this <laughs> podcast, but I'm just saying there's a possibility. Of it. <laughs> so just be aware. <laughs> yeah, I think that was the part they liked in Washington the most, where I was like, heck yeah, let's just shoot them. <laughs> okay. Um, You're hired. Yes, absolutely. What do you see, though, for women in law enforcement in the future? I hope to see more. Um, I think it's super important that we have departments that represent the communities that we're serving. And mm -hmm. I believe Arizona is like 51% women. So um, to see that number reflected in our agencies mm -hmm. is huge. I think that women bring a very unique perspective mm -hmm. to the table, um, whether it's their own personal experience or just that natural maternal instinct yes. in situations. They're able to have that emotional connection a little bit deeper. Um, and I think that benefit in and of itself can help so many different situations. I mm -hmm. know for me, like even only being an officer for four years, there's been several situations where people have said, I'm so glad it was you that came, not because it, they liked me as a person, but because I'm a woman mm -hmm. and they could open up to me about what happened and be honest about it and not fear, sure. you know, mm -hmm. um, sure. a male presence. So I think it's super beneficial. I would love to see more women. Um, but with that more, like capable women. I don't, I don't, I think it's super important to not sacrifice standards just to have a number. Yes. Right. Um, I think we've seen a big push for that in the past few years with people wanting, you know, better representation. I think that's great, but it has, they have to be able to do the job because yes. at the end of the day, if you're going to sacrifice that, those high standards for officers, you're going to see a lot more people getting hurt, mm -hmm. a lot more people falling out of the profession a lot more people struggling with mental health. So it's it's finding those qualified candidates and, mm -hmm. and hopefully there are more women who are interested that are qualified. And that's the key because I can remember little Joelle probably wasn't even born when this happened, but anyway, <laughs> uh, when the first female went to the Citadel and she went and she was not prepared. She thought just because she was a female and it made it hard for all females, mm -hmm. really and truly, right. and that's the thing. And then the second female that goes in winds up going in kicking ass, wound up being the whatever leader of everything, um, and then came out and uh, I think pretty high ranking and then wound up, I think, actually in politics in South Carolina. But uh, Tom and I taught a class at Phoenix Academy, and there were five whole people in it. Mm. And yeah. one one female had a little itty-bitty thing, and I asked her, I said, um, why do you want to go in law enforcement? And her response was, I want to be a social worker. Then go be a social worker. And yeah, she, it was crazy. Yeah, and she said, um, oh, I can do that in this profession. Well, the reality of the matter is she didn't make it off right. FTO. And so that's what continues to feed this image because it's been going on as long as I've been in mm -hmm. the field because I remember the jokes always were that females slept their way to the top or sued their way to the top. Right. And sadly, it's still the same thing. So it right. takes people like yourself. Uh, one of the most impressive women to me here is uh, she's retired now, but Jan Dabina. Mm -hmm. She was one of the first female hostage negotiators at Phoenix. And yeah. I met her when I first moved here. And she is amazing. And Jan is very soft-spoken, kind, wonderful person. But let me tell you something. I wouldn't want to piss her <laughs> off either. Right. And so, you know, that's the whole thing. But I wonder, do you think departments are going to start this almost quota type of thing to get females and it really doesn't matter? I can see that happening, mm -hmm. um, unfortunately. I'm hoping that they, you know, take a step back. And I think it's great to have the goal of having more women, but you have to, like, 
still keep your standards because it's not worth it. I'd rather have more men yes. that are qualified yes. than more women that are unqualified. Yes. And I think it's very possible to find those qualified women. It's about, um, you know, like showing them that this is something that they can do. Mm -hmm. I, for me, I had no military or law enforcement in my family. I had no idea I wanted to do this until I took a class in college. <laughs> So it's that exposure to it, right? It's mm -hmm. finding those people who have that tenacity in them, the strength to be able to push through difficult situations um, and letting them know this is something that's possible for you, but you also have to have those examples, right? So it's super important for me using my title this year to show other women, like you don't have to sacrifice the fun, pretty girl stuff that you right. want to do. But you just have to make sure that you're also dedicated to making yourself the best officer you can be because otherwise you're putting all of your fellow officers' lives on the line. Um, so finding more people like that, I think, is just going to take a little more digging and you're going to have to figure out where, they, um, where they're hiding at and, and not just be like, oh, cool, a female applied. We're going to like yep. carry her through this process because right. that didn't happen for me. And that I think that's a huge reason why I had to work extra hard and I appreciate that work. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm hoping that they don't sacrifice those standards. And there wasn't a standard for women to meet in the PT test even and a different one for the men or was there? There might have been. I know they've done it kind of both ways at times. When I tested for like to get into the department, it was mm -hmm. the same test for everybody. Um, I want to say in the academy, there might have been some some different things. And I'm okay with that part of it because females and males are built differently. Sure. Um, but it's the, the actual work, the job, mm -hmm. right. Being able to fight, being able to push through, like when we did our red man scenario in the yes. Academy, you, everyone has to go through that, um, shooting, your skills have to be sharp, your ability to talk to people. So I think all of those things, like those have to be super strong. And then your mental wellness has to be pretty strong, mm -hmm. um, in order to be like a qualified applicant. Sure. But you don't find that out until you really put people through the test, the sure. real test, right. not the modified here, mm -hmm. just get through. Right. So I want to hear how your mother handled. First, you go into pageants. after she <laughs> No, no, no. So when she found out you were going in the first pageant and you won, her response was what? She was excited, but she was like, what did we get into? Because she was, so my oldest sister was a dancer. My mom was a dance coach. And so she had dealt with dance moms and she thought it's going to be the same. And there are bits and pieces of those moms. Yeah. What's pageants. that show on TV that used to be on? Dance moms. Yeah. No, oh, the other oh one. toddlers and tiaras. That's that one. the one. Oh, yeah. yeah, boy, yeah. that's some crazy stuff. So thankfully stuff. for my mom, I got into it older. So there, there's not as those like those pageant moms that are like, ah, yeah. 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 Um, but <laughs> 300 pounds and living through yeah. their children. Yes. My mom is very supportive. So if we tell her like, this is something I want to do and we actually like put our hearts into it, she will back it up a hundred percent. She's totally become a pageant mom. Like she is invested, not in the sense that she's like mad if I like do something wrong on stage but every year before i won the title when i would get close and lose she felt more affected by it than i did i'm like mom it's okay we'll come back next year she's like i'm just pissed what were those judges thinking and i'm like it's okay and then we approach her and go hey mom i got this great idea to be a cop how'd that go over she you know what she was like if that's what you want to do and i know secretly she was a little nervous yeah. sure. um but she has been super supportive she's like 
I bought my blue line flag online today. <laughs> I'm like, you're so cute. Uh, so she really jumped on that as well. She's super, super supportive. I don't think she'll ever tell me if she feels afraid or nervous about something because she doesn't want to project that onto me. Sure. I think she definitely will feel it at, feels it at times, especially yeah. when I first started when all the 2020 riots and stuff were mm-hmm. happening. I know she was like, what the heck? Yes. But um well, it's she, just such yeah. again, you go from this extreme <laughs> now over to this extreme. Right, yeah, yeah. She was just like, All right, I guess we're doing this. I'm like, Thanks, Mom. <laughs> Did you lose any support, family, friends, whoever during those times? Oh yeah. That was a really, really hard time because I had just gotten F- off of FTO, right? COVID is like dwindling out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's people hate cops. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, well, I got in this to help people and everyone thinks I want to kill them. Right. Um, I did lose a lot of friends, but mostly from back home in high school, there was a lot of like, that was when Twitter was still kind of big before Mm -hmm. it was X and people were like posting memes with like my Mm -hmm. face on them, um, in like (laughs) KKK outfits and like just horrible things like, wow. And I'm like, I thought I was an adult. I graduated college for this. Like, (laughs) and you knew them from high school. Mm -hmm. And like the last interaction I had with them was normal pleasant i you know so it was just a really like whoa why these people just hate me because i became a cop like it's crazy Mm -hmm. um so i struggled a lot with that like did you have conversations with them um no i mean they they weren't the type of people that were open they were like like the girl who sent me this message with the meme whatever Mm -hmm. before she sent it to me posted it to twitter and was like should i send this and everyone was like oh my gosh yes do it rip her apart like all these horrible things and i'm like i'm a human being um but but i'm gonna be looking for you you cross right yeah don't come into arizona let me tell you that um no so that was hard because i'm like i don't understand like why people would hate somebody just because of the career they chose especially especially when most of us get into it to help people yes i was i couldn't wrap my mind around that but my family really stepped in during that time and we're like well you know you don't need them obviously they live they live in california so but were they people doing things illegal had they dealt with police were they should police i don't know because i really hadn't interacted with them in so long they're probably not the most stand-up human beings um i can tell you that the girl that sent the message dressed up for as a cop for halloween the year prior so i'm like (laughs) okay cool okay um but that was like the hardest part for me and getting over that because i just like i said in the beginning I, i care a lot about what people how people view me and to have them view me like this horrible racist person was like a culture shock almost to me. Like what? Um, But getting past that and realizing like, again, the work that you do is speaks for itself. So Mm -hmm. if I continue to just help people and serve others, like you can change minds one time, like one incident at a time. Yeah, exactly. And again, the pendulum always swings. And it has been. Yeah. To the other. It's uh, yeah, we, it was that way for us when Marshall went into drug enforcement, it was like, all of a sudden I'm like, was every friend we had at times in college like <laughs> putting stuff up their nose or something? What is this about? You know, uh, but is yeah, everybody a drug dealer like my neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes, builder and of our home, friend and- good friends. Yeah, exactly. Who knew that everybody was a cocaine uh, addict? And, that was and an dealer. eye-opening for me. I'm like, oh my gosh, all these people in high school did drugs. Yeah, I was scared of that. Yeah. Yeah. Alcohol was another subject. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Well, we hope you'll come back and I be on here to. and update us uh, yeah. as to how this is going. And bring your fiance. I'll bring yeah. yeah. We need. I'll we need be the, dragging him in here. We need the, the first, first man. man. The first man. Oh yes. The first man of Tempe. He's going to be like Arizona. Babe, why'd you say that? <laughs> say Susan would have said it anyway. Yeah, that would have come out. You, out. you brought it up. I, right. That's right. I figured it all out. I'm just a little slower than normal. Uh, but yeah, we ought, we ought to get him a, a sash. Oh my gosh. Too. You know what? I just might do that yeah. for his birthday this I think year. that's a Christmas <laughs> present coming. Ooh. I do. I mm. see that as a Christmas present that's with a thin blue line. Oh, my God. And oh, the yeah. first man of Arizona. I would make him wear it 2023. <laughs> He's got all his tactical gear on. I'd be like, here, put this on. <laughs> yeah. I see lots of potential And you know here. the guys that he works with would love it. Too, oh my so. gosh. Yeah. They just make so much fun of him. <laughs> Anytime I post us on social media, he's like, he gets, he's like, why did you do that? They all made so much fun of me today. I'm like, yeah, get used to yeah. it. Big Suck guy. it up. Exactly. I, I rocked the heck out of a sash. <laughs> yes, you know what? I think he, my fiance, would too. Uh huh. And he just wouldn't tell me. He would, <laughs> he would be in the room, strutting around. Yeah. Like, Candace is gone. Yeah. <laughs> you need to put some cameras. I do. Some nanny cams, some in nanny the house. cams inside. <laughs> yeah, because I bet he's trying that crown on too. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Will he fit into uh, your so evening gowns and stuff? I pictured the Tom Cruise scene. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sliding in, right? Wearing his sash. sash and tiara. Yeah. Like I said, I see lots of potential here for for all kind of cool stuff for under the shield to put out there on YouTube and stuff. Absolutely. But, uh -huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we really appreciate you taking the time and coming in out of your busy schedule between your tiaras and your guns yeah. and your, uh, that kind of stuff. Now fun. that's what we could call it: tiaras and tiaras guns. and guns. There you tiaras, go, guns, right there. and fun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I am coming. You, you're gonna have to let me know as soon as you get back in a patrol car. I will. I'm oh, you're coming along. Yes, this is gonna be a. People fun. are gonna be more scared of you than they are. Of look out, Tippy. <laughs> yes, they should be. What's that look about? Sure. Like, uh, I mean, even the Phoenix officers don't got anything on you. <laughs> I do have a red man stick in my office at home, and uh -huh. I have a wooden red man stick oh, in the office boy. here. Yes, that Phoenix gave me, and um. <laughs> Just like you had to earn that, I did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I hadn't had to hit anybody yet, <laughs> but it's still, it's, I, I still got some time. It's still ready. Absolutely. That's right. I'll bring that with me. That's what I'll do. I'll do it. Yeah. Bring the wooden red man stick. Absolutely. You just see all my body cam yep. coming out of the window. <laughs> hey, where'd that come from? Yeah. Just don't leave me in a patrol car running with a rifle available. It's okay. Not, it's not a good not, idea. It's not. Yeah. You've been forewarned. Okay. All right. Because, uh, yeah. It almost got an Indianapolis cop in trouble. Oh, my. I refrained. But I did see the robber come out the back door, and I thought, mm, I could. Yeah. Do I follow? Do I get on the radio? Or do I just shoot him? From you there? should just take the patrol car yourself. I thought about it. It was running. It did. Uh, all this crossed my mind. I'm like, there's the. Yeah. Okay. I better. This is my first night on a ride along here. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to come back. So I so he comes out, he gets in the car, and I go, by the way, he went that way. And he goes, what? And I go, you're lucky I didn't go after him. And he's by the end of the shift, he was going, yeah, I really, I should have thought through that right. a couple of times. <laughs> so you've been forewarned. I'm, I'm, been forewarned. I'm excited. Yeah. This is going to be a fun one. What's the best night? 
Friday, mm, Friday, Saturday? probably Friday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Friday night. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Got my own vest and everything. Perfect. <laughs> I love it. Yes. It'll be fun. Yep. Stay tuned, audience. Yeah. We will have a. Update. We will bring the mobile podcast. Yeah. So you guys oh, yeah, can that's listen. Yeah, there you go. Facetime it. Absolutely. Live Facebook yeah. live stream. That's it. <laughs> That's what we, yeah. Okay, audience, yep, that is to come in 2024. (laughs) 2024 is going to be a really fun, exciting year. Lots of good things happening here at Under the Shield. Make a note of that, Joel. Got it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, all right, Tom, you going to wrap us up here? Sure. So for all our listeners, uh, just as a reminder, we are available for you 24-7 here at Under the Shield. You can reach us on our I guess, hotline or crisis line or whatever. It's a phone. You can reach us by phone at 855-889-2348. Look at you. Or you can reach Susan. Well, let's let's go back to this line. Yeah, let's explain this a little bit. And and listen, when he says we're available to you, this ain't for this ain't for obscene and stuff. (laughs) We do stress coaching here. We have to be very specific about what we're advertising here. We don't want to mislead people. Exactly. You know, because somebody might call that hotline and I answer it, and then I gotta. Yeah, that right. ain't going to yeah. be nice. Be like the Phoenix Narcotics. Yeah, right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, we ain't going to do that either. And yeah, if you're in a bar drunk taking bets on whether we answer, that's I, probably not a good time to call. No, I will answer, <laughs> and I will hunt you down. But, yeah, no, extension one, explain extension one to them. Right, so when you call our, our number, if you hit extension one, let it ring and stay on the line. Because what happens is if it goes to the first person, uh, first stress coach, and they're not available, it's going to go to the second one. So it's going to keep evolving around. So stay on the line. Somebody will answer that line. Um, you can also reach Susan directly on that line if, at extension two or yeah. otherwise. I won't ever get back to you. Uh, <laughs> you're better off to call on my cell phone or text me. If the sun's up, you text Sun's down, you call at 334-324-3570. And extension two, you'll get David Cohen. Well, two's me. Oh, sorry. Dave, David is extension He's three. Today. I, I am. And we should write this out for him. Uh, I, I'd still probably struggle. I know you would. <laughs> Trust me. I know. You're right. <laughs> extension three is David Cohen in Alabama. Yes. Uh, I'm extension four. If you want to reach me directly, you can call my cell phone at 480-861-6574. And I don't care. You can text or call day or night. doesn't matter. And I want to reiterate this. And again, this isn't a criticism. This is educating people. But when you call suicide hotlines that, what is it, 988 right. is some, supposed to be some suicide hotline, please understand. I, I just want you to know this. They will have your number. They can right. send people to do welfare checks. Police are going to, can show up. Uh, We do not have that. Your number, if you hit extension one, we do not have your phone number. Right. We have the number that you dialed. Right. If you get disconnected from us, you got to call us back because we don't know how to reach you. And that's been a problem, but it's all in keeping with the whole concept of anonymity. Uh, It's really sad we have to educate people, but when you hear 100% confidential, I asked this question up in Washington, and so many believed it meant nothing would get reported. Confidentiality is a legal term always, with three exceptions. Suicidal, homicidal, child abuse, neglect, abuse, neglect, or the handicapped or the elderly. That third one, everybody's a mandated right. reporter for, the homeless man under the bridge. Uh, but the other two are things that do need to be talked about freely, and and we have solutions for this stuff. Right. 
It isn't about mental illness. You're all crazy, but it ain't about mental illness. Um, so understand, we're not going to keep notes, records. We don't ask your name. You can be whoever you want to be. But if you call that uh, and hit extension 1 on the 855 number, we don't have your number. So I just want to make sure we're separating that out from what the others are because too many have gotten burned and are afraid to call. Right. And families, this is also for you. Yes. You can call this number 2. Uh, if you're seeing... Changes in your spouse or loved ones, um, and you don't know who to call, call us. We can help you navigate that. Or in yourself. It, it, right. This stuff, you know, that was one of the things we were emphasizing up in Washington, because these were uh, classes where they brought their spouse. And it was about, you know, you're not immune right. to this lifestyle. You're part of it. You're affected by it. And so, absolutely, you can call us. And, again, I was married to it for 20 years. We have other spouses that are uh, in the same situations that are more than happy to talk to you. So reach out to us. That's all first responders, military, and families. This is what we do. And departments out there, if any of you are training uh, in the training department, give us a call too. Also, uh, we put our emails out in this, or do we, Joel? Yeah, we do. And we're available on social media, but we've been getting a ton of messages recently on social media, a lot of spam too. Mm -hmm. Some people have reached out on there. If it's an emergency, please call or text us yes. versus reaching out through socials. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's a while before we see those messages and we hate seeing where someone's struggling and we didn't get the message for a day or so, but, uh, Call the hotline. Don't don't leave the message right. there. And it, it's on the the number is on our social media, right? It is. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, do that. And again, you know, we just thank all of you for your sacrifices, especially the families. That was something that I really enjoyed talking to the spouses up in Washington about, because again, and they they do shift change like every three or six months. I've forgotten which way they are right now. But that really affects families. Right. That makes it really difficult. So reach out to us, and uh, we do understand. And we're not a referral source. You're not going to call us, and we go, oh, well, here's some numbers you can call. We know how hard that one call is. We're going to help you. And uh, I promise if you don't want to talk to me, not hurt my feelings, I'll pass you on to Tom or someone else. Uh, but do reach out. Give us a chance to talk to you and see how we can help. So uh, happy holidays, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate out there. <laughs> and uh, just know that we love you here at Under the Shield. God bless you. God bless your families in this great nation that we live in. Candace, thank you again thank for you. all you're doing. Thanks for listening. And for being on here. <laughs> and uh, come back and uh, visit us next time. I'll be out of chemo by then. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs>